Good morning, everyone. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Studio B. Before we go any further, no matter what platform you are watching us on, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube, make sure that you like, follow, and subscribe so that you don't miss one single episode of what we do here on Studio B today. Today, today, today. This morning, I have a super, super special guest. And I mean that with all sincerity. I know I start off every podcast by saying I have a special guest, which I always do. But this time, I have a very special guest. It is the one and only, my rib, my 20-year vet, 25 years of knowing her, the mother of my four children, the love of my life, my boo bear, my wife, Sister Jamie M. Holman. How you doing, babe? I'm doing fine. How are you? I am doing well. We just seen each other this morning. We woke we up in the same the, bed. I hope so. Praise the Lord. <laughs> I have my wife. Uh, today, everybody, we want to talk about marriage um, and the joys of marriage, even some of the challenges of marriage um, as presented in 2020 and beyond. This is something that's near and dear to my wife's heart. We talk about it a lot. Uh, we try to live our lives in such a way to to um, encourage those who are in getting married or even those in marriage. So today I'm excited to have this wonderful woman in here today. So Sister Holman. Yes. Can I call you what I call you? Can I call you Bay? Can I, I'm going to call you Sister Bay. Well, if I can call you my boo thing, then we all good. Okay, well, you can call me your boo thing. Okay, okay. but I want to say, <laughs> so when you're talking about marriage, we've been married now next year, 2021, we'll make 20 years of 20 marriage. Years. We've been knowing each other for 25 years of marriage, and we've told our story before. Um, you know, we didn't have the traditional courting of our marriage, you know, so we didn't meet at a, at a singles retreat in the church. You know, we wasn't singing in the choir and nothing like that. You know, our marriage got started kind of bumpy. Uh, we already had a child. We had Vinchelle, our oldest, newsflash. We had a second child in the womb, newsflash. And then we got married. And then we got married. <laughs> we or as you said married. last night, we had to do the first Corinthians 7 what is that? The first Corinthians? It is better to <laughs> marry than to burn with lust. Had to get it right. <laughs> we had to get it right. So let's talk about our marriage. Let's just talk about marriage in general. What's your idea of marriage? How are you enjoying marriage? I am enjoying marriage. Uh, of course, it didn't always, I didn't have that idea in the beginning. Of course, uh, just like you said, we didn't start off the way that uh, others started off, you know, whether that be in church or you know, a camp or, you know, you know, he just swept me off my feet. Well, you swept me off Which, my come feet, on but, now, but let's, I'm let's, just saying. Yeah, let's, um, let's talk about it. <laughs> but um, as far as marriage and the way that I, I view it, especially now, it has changed through the years, of course, because um, going in, my view was completely different. I was someone who said I would never get married and mm. I am never having ch ch uh, children. Newsflash, um, got all of those. Um, and so uh, what God says in the Bible about bringing the two together and making them one flesh, that's what I really believe. And um, learning how to be a wife, be a helpmate, 
to you. Come on, I see you making me blush. All right. So let me ask you a question. So when we just talked about our marriage in the early stages, um, we started off not doing it God's way. We, we, um, and I think a lot of people can find a commonality in that. We didn't cross every T and dot every I as we got started in our marriage. And we experienced some 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 rough times in the beginning of our marriage. We were a young marriage, a young couple in a young marriage. We had four, um, by the time 2004 came along, we had four, four small, small kids. Yes. Uh, we were entering into ministry. Um, a brand new ministry on top of that. So we had a lot of different things going on all at the same time. And I know as a as a man, I was not personally prepared for the challenges of marriage um, early on in our marriage. I think I had to learn as we went because I didn't have necessarily a role model mm-hmm. that I could look at as a as a husband, as a father, as a dad and say, that's what I want to model my life after. So we had a lot of trial and error in our marriage. Mm-hmm. But in the beginning stages, what were some of the most difficult parts for you? Adjusting. Um, to go from, I again, I never stayed on my own. Uh, that was a challenge from leaving your parents' house to being married, um, especially after the decisions, you know, we, we had made. Um, but in all of that, I, I think I always had that, that willing heart. Um, I have to be honest, when we walked down the aisle, I wasn't right. Um, so for me, God got me right after now, I was brought up in church. I went to church all of time, but my relationship with God wasn't right. So, because that wasn't right, I couldn't be right for you at that time. Mm-hmm. God had to really break me and show me how to be a wife. So, when we were, uh, when we never dated, nope. um, we were never girlfriend and boyfriend. Nope. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. <laughs> this, uh, this, this, I know that God is like absolutely in control and the person that God has for you is the person that God has for you because we never courted. Um, we were never in a monogamous relationship nope. when, when we got, uh, you know, leading up to that great day of getting married. Um, you know, God just kind of by his own sovereignty brought us together. Uh, you know, I wanted to be a rapper. I was rapping. You wanted to be an MTV VJ, VJ, I did, I did. You know, and so we had all these different things going on at the same time. We were both in the clubs. Yes. Uh, kind of doing our own thing. I had that 1999 uh, Ford Mustang, you know, doing my thing out there in the world. You was doing your thing. But God, by his grace and by his mercy, brought us together. Now, we admit, and everybody, I think this is a great time for us to kind of put this in here. Uh, we don't hide from the mistakes that we made early on no, in our marriage. And I think um, I think that's one of the things that makes our marriage unique is that we don't try to hide behind, look, we didn't do it right to begin with. But God, in his faithfulness, allowed us to perfect that which was imperfect. And so as you're looking at marriage between the Holmans, how do you define the roles in marriage? Wow. The roles. Yeah. What are the roles? Um, number one, the biggest role ever, ever, is to submit. Oh, my goodness. That's a biggest word. <laughs> <laughs> I had to learn how to submit. I had to learn how to R-E-S-P-E-C-T, respect, um, because, again, I, I was the type of person, whatever I thought came out, you know. So I had to learn how to consider my husband. Uh, and so 
that that was different for me. And we both had kind of different. Um, your parents have been married for uh, how long now? Um, they oh gosh, oh, forty four years. Um, well, in total, um, my parents. Uh, when I was in tenth grade, they got a divorce. Um, that was to me. Um, don't get upset. Don't get mad. It was just a waste of paper. But um, they got back together. Um, they worked it out. Um, my mom has always been the person that has been big on family. Um, and so even to see her and my dad being over 20 years removed from when uh, they first divorced and now 20 years married uh, now, over 20 years married now, it, it's been a blessing. Um, again, when, when I look at them, I can look at the things that I can say we had some, some good and, and we've had some challenges. Uh, you know, going through a divorce with your parents, it, it was very difficult. And for me being the oldest, um, that shaped some of my views and how I viewed, you know, getting married. It's just like, I don't, I don't want to do this. If, if this is what it's going to look like, if this is what it's going to feel like, I don't want this. Um, and then you have to consider the children um, and the effects that it, it have on them. So me, I was the type of person, I would just act it out, whether that was at home, whether that was at school, whether that was with other relationships, I had to act that out. I didn't know how to really express how hurt and how damaging it was for me. So the best way for me to do it was just to act it out. So... <clears throat> So, Bay, um, excuse me, Sister, Sister Bay. Sister Bay. <laughs> um, we both had kind of like a, a varying views of marriage. You you had your parents um, and that unfortunate event of being divorced and then getting back together, but in totality, been together almost 40 years. I never had, uh, my mom was divorced. Um, and even as I was processing this podcast last night, I don't really know that I've ever really dealt with that issue mm -hmm. of divorce. But we both had kind of varying opinions of what uh, marriage was. And I think you see that played out in our early years of our marriage. Mm -hmm. Now, some of the difficult things that we had issues with uh, financially, of course, we've been very transparent that early on in our marriage, uh, financially, it was difficult. We were we, broke. We were broke. Y'all right? seen that, that video with the little boy? <laughs> Jaden has one dollar bill, one quarter, and two pennies. How how much money how much money does he have? Jaden broke. <laughs> Jay was broke. He, we, we was, he was broke. broke. We have four small children, small, small children, and we were just kinda trying to traverse our way through life. And then we were just still trying to know each other as husband and wife. Mm -hmm. So I believe early on in our marriage, communication was a was a big deal for us. Mm -hmm. And and so kind of speak on the early parts of our marriage, especially the communication and why that was such a, a difficult mountain to climb. I mean, do we really want to be real? I Let's mean, be real. We're going to be the, real. This we, is Studio B. Come on, the, the night of the marriage. Oh, yeah. Now, come can on I tell now, the story? You, can I tell the you story? You want to tell the story? I'm going to tell the story. Then I'm going to put my twist on Okay. <laughs> Let me tell you something. The night, we, the day we got married. The day we got married. After all that other stuff, we go to this this hotel off of West Timer. We got a little room there. Now, we show up in my tuxedo. She's in her wedding gown. And we go up to the desk and we say, you know, for a room. The manager happened to be in the lobby and saw this married couple in his lobby. 
So he upgrades our room to the presidential suite. Yes, presidential it was. So I paid for a regular room because, remember, we were broke. I paid for a regular room on, like, the bottom floor. But God, in his grace, allowed this manager to upgrade us to the presidential suite. The top room. Yes. It had a living room. It had a kitchen. It was beautiful. Now, on the night of the marriage, (laughs) what married people are supposed to be doing, she talking about she tired. I say, what? She say, I'm tired. Well, you can be tired tomorrow. Let me tell you something, everybody. I was hot. Yes, he was. And I was hotter than a firecracker. You wait all this time. <laughs> now you want to talk about you tired. And now, let, now let's back this up now, because we had made a decision that we were going to do this right. We abstained we abs- for we the last, what? The, two months. Two I months of a, now. Two and a half, yeah. Let's say three months. Okay. <laughs> so we say we, uh, we were going to, because we're going to try to do this thing right. And so we abstained for the last three months leading up into our marriage. Mm-hmm. And so now it's been 90 days. And then on the day of our wedding, she talking about she tired. But and tell them why I was tired. I'm going to let you tell them why you was tired. I was tired because I was carrying a little one. Yeah, she it was, was she a was, long day. She was pregnant. <laughs> she was pregnant. I, I didn't leave that part out. She, she was pregnant. She was pregnant. Okay, so yeah, that that probably had something to do with it. But still, it's the night of the marriage. It's the night of. We've been abstaining for three months, and communication, we were like this, right? So talk about a little bit about how that was a challenging time in our marriage. Um, just, just FYI, he was calling on the Lord that night, just so y'all can be aware. Um, I was. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Um, but again, is it was learning, um, because I was the one that would just say whatever I felt. So again, not considering the feelings, um, and learning how to stay silent, uh, was challenging for me, um, because that's what the Bible tells you you're supposed to do, you know. But um, staying silent and trying to model a biblical way. And, and again, it was difficult. It was challenging because, again, my relationship with God wasn't right. Um, remember, you know, we were, what, maybe a couple of years in. And um, we were a couple of years in and... Uh, you know, my spirit was disturbed. You know, I'm like, God, and y'all, I get emotional. You, I, I got my tissue. Okay. okay. Um, oh, God. Um, but my spirit wasn't right with God. So he was disturbing my spirit. I mean, I had done many things prior to us getting married. So it's just like, God, how can I be right for someone else when I'm not right myself? And I remember um, so vividly the night that I expressed that to you. And again, you have you were already in your walk. Now, you know we weren't a hundred percent, but you were already in your walk. But I shared it with you, and you said, Jay, just just write down everything that you have done wrong, everything that you want to tell God. Write it on a sheet of paper. And I did that. And you lit this fire for me. You led me through a sinner's prayer. I confessed everything to God. I mean, I he had broke me that night, that day, um, and I threw it into the fire. 
Um, so my relationship at that time was when I got right with God. Um, and so I rededicated my life. I know that we don't like to use that word rededicated because once saved, always saved. But I have to admit, my life growing up, I did not line up with the word of God. I was truly outside the will of God. And I knew that. So um, when you did that for me, that showed me, you know, hey, it's going to work. Will it be challenging? Yes, because you're bringing two imperfect people together that come with their own viewpoints. You know, you have a very strong personality, and thank God that he blessed me with somebody like that because I couldn't just run over you. Um, I couldn't um, just do whatever I wanted to do. And to learn how to submit again, that was at times cause for confusion because I'm learning. Uh, So when I got my life right with Christ, I think that helped out. Now, we had a long way to go as far as communication was concerned because it's not an overnight process. Yeah, yeah. It's something you have to be a practice and be intentional about. And and even, um, you know, when, we, when you look at vantage points and how people are raised, you know, we oftentimes say that, you know, people plan for the wedding, but they forget about the marriage. You know, the wedding is a one-time event. It's mm-hmm. the event. It's, you know, it's the photography, it's the cake, it's the caterers and all of that stuff leading up to that day. But there's not a strong emphasis that is placed on the actual marriage that is supposed to last for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. And when you're, not, when you're not brought up, when you're not counseled, when you're not encouraged um, about how to practice your marriage, you have to learn a lot of stuff on the fly. Mm-hmm. Now, with you coming from your side with your family, I moved out when I was 19, you know, and been on my own, got my own apartment. So I was used to kind of doing things on my own, you know, just, hey, whatever you want to do, that's what you do. You don't need to check with nobody. Do what you need to do. But now you're in a relationship to where you can no longer take that frame of thought Mm. of thinking about yourself first. Now, it's something that is an accrued practice. Now, you got to get used to that. And I think one of the things about our marriage that has made it enriching but challenging is that we've both had to learn these different dynamics on the fly. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're very transparent about the fact that, you know, I love this woman beyond measure. I'll walk through fire for her. whatever she wants, she'll get. But one of the things that I think that we are very transparent about is about the issues leading up to where we are right now. Mm-hmm. And we had to go through some very difficult times in our life. Now, notwithstanding, we got four small children. And pregnancies weren't easy. And I I had cesareans with all the kids. Now, let's talk about that because I don't think that's, you know, we've talked about it, but we got four children and all of the four pregnancies were difficult pregnancies. Two more challenging than the others uh, with uh, the second one and the fourth one. Um, You know, the second one was challenging. uh, And people have to understand we got married March 17, 2001. In 2001, you know, that we got married, yes, uh, but then we went through uh, the world Tropical trade. Storm yeah. Allison. Allison. Um, so we had just had our second child, and then, you know, here's Allison. And, you know, I had to have a nurse. Remember that? I had to have a nurse come out, pack me, because, you know, I had some challenges uh, with healing. Um, and so we went through that, got through that, and then— you know, not too long after that, I think that was June, you know, September 11th changed America mm-hmm. <laughs> forever. Um, and that was just all within the first year or a few months, actually, of, of our marriage. 
Um, and so, again, with with the two uh, pregnancies that we had, you know, having one in 2000, one in 01, your mama kidnapped me and made me go to a women's retreat in 2002. So Which I did you, not get pregnant at that time. Yeah, it was. We had five. I had one in 2003 and one in 2004. So, um, you know, that that was challenging. And even with our last one, to have her two months early, you know, again, not being in a, a financial position to take care of everything we needed to take care of. But I've always seen God's hand on us. And so when you're looking at our kids, um, our kids, when you're talking about uh, for the first, how long was it, first five years that you were stay at home? How long did you stay at five home? Five years. So for the first five years of our marriage, um, you know, Jay stayed at home, took care of the kids. And I think that that was an absolute blessing. Yes, it um, was. You know, we made a determination that we wanted her to be at home with the kids when they woke up, when they went to bed. And so we were a single income house for a number of years. Mm-hmm. Um, travailing through, you know, going through, you know, lights being cut off, going through, cars being repossessed. You know, we've talked about all of that publicly. So none of this is to, to a surprise to anybody that knows us. But it was the part of that particular time that was very difficult. Mm-hmm. But I believe that it cemented our relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, because we went through that thing, not in isolated pockets, but together. Yeah. And as the family, um, you know, we place a strong emphasis on our family. So we had to deal with all of these different things all at once. I was pastor in the church at the time. I was bivocational. So we had uh, a young marriage. We had young kids. We had a young ministry. Plus, I was still trying to work at the time. Can we call on Jesus right now. We, Jesus. <laughs> that's a lot of stuff. Right. There's a lot of stuff. And then, you know, just trying to make it through, trying to make the ends meet um, was just very, very difficult. So let me ask you this. As we look at our marriage now going into 20 years um, now, I know it may seem like a, you know, a pie in the sky kind of question, but I really want to dig into this. How do you see God's hand over our marriage in those early years of of our time together? He kept us. Um, you know, there's a song that I, I like uh, where it says he held us together, um, you know, because, again, with with our attitudes, with with everything that we brought to the table, he held us um, with our children. He held us um, with learning how to be supportive, especially in a ministry. Um, you know, there there would be times in ministry where I'm like, God, I don't really have, and, and I think that's another important thing uh, of why I'm so passionate and open about sharing, you know, what we've gone through. Um, we haven't arrived yet. We, we're not perfect, but we have a wonderful marriage, a godly marriage. Hallelujah. Um, but at the end of the day, we didn't have that person to share with or the couple yeah. to share with yeah. to tried to, you know, navigate through some of our challenges. So it really was trial and error. But I think one of the things, like you've always said, that we've solidified is we, because we came from the homes that we came from, because we know that our parents, you know, had been through divorces and all of that, we solidified that that was not an option. Yeah. we just we just made that commitment. And so I think God continues to honor that even though we're not perfect, we are faithful. And um, and I thank God for that. So it's just him having his hand 
on us. That that word that you always use, sovereign. Um, I would have never thought in a million years. I know you would have never thought in a million years that we would end up together. But the mere fact that we have, the least that we can do is honor him with our marriage. So, Jay Bay, excuse me, um, Sister Bay. Call me what um, you want. When you're looking at um, marriages right now in 2020, mm-hmm. the traditional view of marriage is being pushed to the fringes. Yeah. And this whole new idea of marriage is now at the forefront of our culture where traditional marriage between a natural born man and a natural born woman producing offspring, operating as a family unit um, is now being pushed um, to the skirts of American society. And we are um, engulfing everything and anything and calling it marriage. Mm There is a traditional view of marriage, and then there is a contemporary view of marriage. One is a biblical view. Another one is a cultural view. As you're looking at what marriage is defined biblically, um, how do you see the challenges of marriage here in 2020? Um, It's challenging because, you know, people don't want to submit to what God's word says. Um, And it's, you know, for us, people that want to please him, people that want to obey his word is 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 challenging for us however i think if we continue to model the traditional way even though things around us are changing god says he never changes so the way that we view marriage will never change um if it's between a man and a woman that's the way it's supposed to be however culturally things you know you come from the two mommies or the two daddies um you know, and not even just, it's, it's so many different things that work against family dynamics now to where they look, you know, things are looked at us as far as that's out of order. Mm-hmm. Like, when did we get to the point of being out of order? Um, but the way that I view that is to model it. And when I can speak truth, to speak the truth in love. Um, I'm not going to tear anybody down, but I am going to say what God says about it. And, and and give me that liberty to stand on what I believe. You want me to respect what you believe? Respect what I believe. Do I have to beat you over the head with it? No, but I am going to stand with what God says, and I am going to model what his word says. So when we're talking about godly marriages, and, and everybody, we talk about this a lot as, as as husband and wife, um, a godly marriage does not mean a perfect marriage. Come on now. Um, it does not mean that y'all are going to see eye to eye on every single thing every day of the week. Um, it doesn't mean that there's not going to be challenges that you guys got to face. But a godly marriage is supposed to mirror the glory of God. It is. Uh, through forgiveness, through love, through fellowship, and all of the characteristics of God. And one of the things that we, we have decided um, in our marriage is that family is absolutely important. Yes. Family is important. Family is more than important. Um, when you're looking at where we are as a family unit, um, we have decided to put a whole lot of emphasis on Team Holman and making sure that our family unit is solidified yes. and that each person in that particular family group has their needs met accordingly. You know, there's a lot of people that come from splintered families, you know, the traditional um, husband and wife, mom and dad, 
siblings, dog in the yard, picket fence kind of American dream kind of thing is uh, is a misnomer for a lot of people. A lot of people come up in structured, unstructured families and even broken families to mm-hmm. a certain degree. Um, I know that I came up from a single parent household uh, where I just it was just me and my mom. So, you know, you bring um, the challenges of your childhood and your youth into your adult life. And sometimes you don't even see yourself playing out some of those things that happened yeah. in your childhood. Uh, one of the things that we've done uh, in our marriage is, first of all, we have made it a point to make sure that family is first. Mm-hmm. Now, now, it's one thing to say it. It's another thing to do it. We haven't been perfect in doing it, especially working in ministry. Ministry can you know, kind of consume a lot of your time. Um, but we wanted to make sure that our family was taken care of mm-hmm. and making sure that our kids were well uh, adapted. When you're looking at marriage, how do you think uh, a marriage affects a child um, in, in a way that develops them in character, in spirituality, and just being ready for the world? Um, as far as um, marriages are concerned, again, you want to make sure that as a parent, you're, you're modeling that you're, number one, being in tune with your children. Um, again, just as you said, we, we've come from families or seen families that have been fractured um, and children take on, they tend to take on things they were never intended to take on. You know, um, how are you five years old trying to figure out and, you know, when my parents are not together anymore, you know, 10 years old and, and, and I don't understand this. How am I supposed to operate in this new norm? And I think the way that we, uh, even though parents may not work out, I think them still being a Unit as far as being able to be on the same page, not pinning one against the other, not um, doing things in front of the kids. I mean, even for us, I mean, we, we one of the things is if we did have a disagreement, we weren't doing it in front of the kids. Mm-hmm. So I, I think when you, you begin to look at how would I want to love a child through the challenges uh, when a marriage is being challenged? Uh, I think it's very Im- important. Um, I've seen kids that, you know, and I've worked with two years old all the way up, and I've seen it where, you know, I can get a child at the beginning of the year um, well put together and everything, and kids, because they can't verbally say what they are feeling, it shows up in drawings, it shows up in their work, um, it shows up in their actions, it shows up in their behavior. And so when, when you look at a child and how they have to process those feelings, at times it can be very difficult. Again, one of the ways that I, I was able to get through those feelings was acted out. So with our children, that was one of the things that I made it a point. Yes, I was that, that uh, woman before we got married that was out in the club. I was hanging out. I was doing this. I was doing that. I was going wherever and, 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 and doing whatever I wanted to do. But I never wanted to be that mom where the kids are asking, well, where's mommy at? Even for you, you know, where's daddy at? I mean, we've been there for our kids from day one. And, and, and I think because God gave them to us, um, the least we can do is try to return them back better than what we received. Now, have we been perfect? No. But one of the things that I have been is open with the kids. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, even when they went to school, I was like, please do not say my name when you go to this school. Just don't, don't. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the things that I do thank God for 
is that I've not had to go to the school for any behavior issues. Hallelujah. Um, You know, that's a blessing. I mean, people might think of it as being minute, but I think it to be a complete blessing from God. So even while we had to process early on with young kids going through our own challenges, I think the way that we navigated through it, putting God first, keeping them in church, teaching them at home because it starts at home anyway, um, having those family dinners, having those sit downs. Um, we eat the good, the bad, the ugly. Um, we've done it all. And when we when we were early on in our marriage, because we were so broke, uh, we had Tuesday nights. On broke, like well, we were broke. But you know, we would do like real small stuff because yeah. Denny's had kids eat free. Yes. On Tuesdays, and so every single Tuesday, every Tuesday, um, we would go to Denny's <laughs> and we would feed six people. For twenty five dollars, right? And, and 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 the crazy thing, we had thing, a good time, though. Yeah, the kids absolutely enjoyed it. They loved it. Um, it was a good time of family and fellowship. Mm-hmm. But we did it every single Tuesday. The town center, the I town think, center, think, just taking them out to. We 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 were the masters of finding free stuff, right? You know, or very very inexpensive stuff. But because we did that, I think the reason why we did that is one because we understood the value of it. And even though we had financial challenges to where we couldn't, you know, jump on a plane and take them to Disney World or take them all over to, you know, where this, there, and the other place, the fellowship of family, I think, is very, very important. And one of the things that we, that I've said continually in our marriage is that you got to make a decision. Um, I did not want to be a baby daddy. Um, I didn't want to be a baby daddy. I, I, I dreaded the idea of being a baby daddy. And when I found out that she was pregnant with Markayla, our second child, I said, you know what, man, it's either now or never. Uh, you can't be one of these guys that's got a woman pregnant with multiple children and you're not doing anything to rectify the situation. So you have to step up as a man because I did not want to be that guy that was coming to visit my children. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be involved in my my children's life every single day of their lives because I never had that as a father. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that drove me as a father was to make sure that my kids never experienced a night where they had to question, where's my dad? Yeah, uh, I, I didn't want that testimony for myself. So we had to circle the wagon and have some real conversation about, okay, now we don't have any plans on not doing what we're doing or stopping what we were doing. So what are we going to do? We didn't have any plans on stopping. So either we're going to get this thing right or we're not. And I think it's important for people right now to hear that. um, Because it's not where you start. It's where you finish. Mm -hmm. It's not about the decisions that you've made in the past. You you can't do anything about the past. You can do everything about the future. Our kids are the pride of our lives. Um, You are the apple of my eye. And, and I share with and let me look over here. My kids will tell you, all four of them, Vinchelle, Markayla, Junior, and Faith, um, my wife comes before my children. Um, because that's coming today. Two of them have already come and gone to where my kids are going to leave the house, and then it's just going to be me and Mama. And the sad part that I see so many times, unfortunately, is that married couples stay together for the kids' sake, and then when the kids are gone, the marriage leaves with them. And so now they are all but practicing roommates. So as we look at our marriage, um, how important do you think it is to have fun uh, in your marriage? How, how do you keep, uh, what's some of the things that you, now keep Fire it, keep, keep, okay, I yeah, got keep you. it PG. I, yes, sir. Keep it PG. 
Yes. But how do we, how do you, how do we keep our marriage excited? Well, have fun. Um, you know, you guys, we, we play high and go seek in the house. I mean, he just did it yesterday. You know, I walk in. He acting like I cannot see him. And he hiding behind the door, you know. <laughs> and, you know, when he jump out and it's just like, all right. I'm like, look, my life is right. I ain't got to jump, you know. <laughs> but we, we have fun. We have those family time. And, you know, one of the things, even with having fun, and, and I think it goes back to what you said about family, um, just in all seriousness, I cannot take away the fact that we had a we have a good support system um, with with our families. Absolutely. With, with, with um, and that's all the kids have seen all their lives. So I I appreciate my mom, my dad, my siblings. I appreciate my mother in law, my father in law. I mean. Mug, God bless her. You know, I, I I appreciate all of that. You know, the godparents. You know, we we were in ministry, and we we had so much to do. Um, so really, when you say have fun, we had to value those times that yeah, we, yeah. we had fun because we were always busy. Um, and so even now, just being intentional and having fun. You know. Uh, Outside playing. I mean, whatever the case may be, the it's never a dull moment, right? That's never. Right. <laughs> That's right. It's it's never a dull moment in the Holman household. We we have to have fun. Um, do we have fun every day, y'all? Look, let's just be honest. With the pandemic, we ain't start off that strong. Yeah, come on. <laughs> we in the house again. Yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> And so, but it it made us deal with things that we would have otherwise been too busy to sit down and talk about or to handle, you know. And we got through it. I mean, stronger than ever, better than ever. We thank God for it. So even going through a pandemic, it was even a blessing to spend those family times together. Boy, I found out that my husband, hallelujah, God bless him. His crabs, I ain't never got to go anywhere else for crabs. Hey, it's, it's, it's a special way I do it. Yes, yeah, special. Special, how my daddy the, said. He say betcha. I can't tell y'all the, the, the recipe. <laughs> it's a special way though. Yes, it is. And yeah. and so we enjoyed we enjoyed having those family moments. Um we had to make it that way even with the kids. Their lives changed during this time. Um, they had to come home. They were at college. And, you know, you come home spring break and what do you mean? I can't go back to school. Um, the kids, you know, they had to adjust. But in adjusting, we had to find ways to really still push our family to another another level. And, and I and I pray that they've gone back better mm -hmm. um, to school. Um, than when they than when they came home, and even when we were in ministry, I think it was important that we kind of balance our time because in ministry as a pastor, you can give a lot of your time to the people and not know that you're giving more time to the people than you are to the people at home, and so you become a father to the children in the church whilst at times abandoning, not even knowing it, being a father at home, you know, trying to fix other people's marriages in the church while your own marriage is suffering yeah. at home. And so it's, it's, it's a very fine balancing act that I think you have to be able to, to, to navigate and having the right person to encourage you through these processes yeah. um, in the good, the bad and the ugly, I think is absolutely vital for us. 
um, I, I just made a decision that when we made that vow uh, on March the 17th, 2001, that in order for that vow to be broken, one of us was going to have to go see Jesus. Because uh, I was in no way, shape, or form going to get a divorce. Mm. Now, we often, we laugh about it. Um, uh, it has happened on occasion. Uh, if you want to be mad, you can go be mad in the living room. You can be mad on the other side of the bed. But you're not going to be mad outside this house. I, try, well, I tried. Yeah, she you know, tried. I tried. You know, I, now, I, she tried. I packed up the kids' clothes and would go she to work. She sure did. I ain't going back after I she get off She sure work. did. But he not wrapped too tight, so I'm going to go back home. <laughs> I'm going to pick you up one time. You know, but I mean, we, but to be real, we have, we had those moments. Absolutely. Um, And so, but even at the end of all things, you know, I think we had shared before, you know, sometimes couples do get to their wits end and it's just like, you know what, I give up. You know, we're trying to do this. We're trying to do that. We're, you know, and we're at odds with each other. You know, you just have those moments. Sometimes it's not, it, it could go days, it can go Weeks, but uh, at the end of all things, you know, just like I, you can't, you don't leave at your wits' end because you don't, you don't know what you are missing and what God can do if you stay in it. And we talk about it a lot. I mean, one of the challenges that we had, everybody, and this is just kind of public knowledge. God knows uh, I'm telling the truth. It was me trying to understand her and her trying to understand me, but me reasoning from a male point of view of trying to understand a female, her reasoning from a female point of view trying to understand a male. And as long as you're in those particular roles trying to understand the other, you will never. Mm-hmm. You will never understand each other. Mm-hmm. And so trying to understand each other is a lifelong process. Yes, it is. You learn every single day, you adapt every single day, and you get better every, every single, single day. day. Because exactly that's what right. a marriage is. A marriage is never going to be perfect. It's never going to be this yellow brick road. It's never going to be a bed of roses. A successful marriage is not a perfect marriage, but a successful marriage is saying, how does my marriage glorify God? And one of the things that I think is important is, man, you got to have fun in your marriage. You got to you got to love your wife. You got to love your husband. But it's important to like them, too. Amen. Um, Love them. I mean, it's great because you're commanded to love them. But you also got to like them. Yeah. You know, um, one of the things that we do at our house is because I got to be serious through so much of the day, I don't want to be serious when I get home. I want to have fun. I want to laugh. I want to joke. I don't want things too serious in the house. I want a light spirit in the house because we got to be serious for so much because of what God has called for us to do. But you got to create this era of fun and 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 activity in yeah. your marriage so that you can enjoy it. So I want to ask you this question, my lovely, lovely, lovely wife. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, there are some challenges in marriage um, that uh, a lot of young couples go through that they're not really prepared for mm-hmm. after the I do. Mm-hmm. How would you encourage somebody that is in a difficult spot right now in finances and communication, communication being the main part of the things that we have to deal with in counseling sessions? How would you encourage a person or a couple, young couple, that is experiencing those challenges right now? Um, I know that, you know, people are like, well, it takes more than that, but pray, um, seek God's face. One of the, one of the things that I learned early on is to journal. 
Uh, you know I got journals all over the place. Um, when I could not verbalize how I was feeling, I could verbalize it to God. And he wasn't going to judge me for it. I could get real before God and, 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 lay it, and, and lay it out. God, this is what happened. This is what I think about it. This is, you know, and, and, and not in the sense of keeping records of wrongs because there, there's a difference. Like, I'm going to write down all these wrongs and pre- present them to you at the right time. No, it was not that. So I wouldn't put out hurtful things. Not saying that I've been perfect in the process, but so I could not, would not put out hurtful things. I would, I would write it down. God knows my heart anyway. He knows what I'm going to say anyway. He knows what I'm thinking anyway. So I would just journal it down. So when you're going through these challenging times in your marriage and and you're not hitting on all cylinders, the first thing to do is pray. Um, You know, I've read countless of books. And one of the ones that stand out before me uh, was Power of a Praying Wife. You know, and and you think that you're about to read this book to change your husband, but really the book is to help change you. Um, You know, like, well, it's him. No, let's deal with you. Let's deal with some of your issues. Let's deal with some of your insecurities. Let's deal with what you bring to the table. But God, he's doing this or God, he's you pray for your husband. You know, sometimes it's better for us to keep silent, as the word says, so you can win over your husband. No, I'm not keeping right there. Because uh, oh, I, uh, oh no, Lord. No, oh, we're not going to hone in on that. I'm oh, not gonna, Jesus. I'm not going to say we're going to hone in on it. <laughs> um, but from my vantage point, and, and, and this is Studio B, and we got our marriage on display. Mm. My wife will tell you I get over stuff very quickly. Like if we get into a disagreement, I'm over it and... Pff, 20 minutes. He want to make jokes. I want to make jokes. Uh, I ain't I ready to laugh. make a joke yet. Yeah, I'm, really, I'm done with it, right? But my wife doesn't get over things as easily or as quickly as I do. And one of the things that I've had to learn to do and we've learned to do is put ourselves in the other person's position and ask mm-hmm. ourselves, well, why would they say this? Why would they think that? Why would they do that? And so one of the challenges that I've had to do in this marriage is really try to um, change the way that I think in in considering your point of view, Mm -hmm. as opposed to just letting it fly, you know, water off a duck's back. It's going to be okay. She going to get over it. Really trying to figure out, okay, let me just digest that. She said this. Let me see what that looks like. Let me play that over in my mind. And then let me go and, and ask myself a question. Okay, well, that makes sense. Okay, I could see how she feels that. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. It was a very challenging time to to knock my pride down and 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 not want to have my way. But as a but but as a married couple, I think that's that's the give and take. Mm -hmm. Um, Even 20 years in, um, everybody, it's not perfect, but it's very good. And I think when you got two people that come from two different walks of life and you join them together and God says, now get along under the same roof. I want you to glorify my name through fellowship and through union. And then as you go through life together, you're literally going through life together. You're going through life together. Challenges, the highs, the lows, the valleys, the mountaintops, you're going through life together. And what that does is solidify love. Now, solidify love. Love is very, very important. Um, as 
Ephesians 5 says that the wife should respect her husband, but to the man, he gives about 39 different things that we ought to do for the wife. It's about 39 of them. Maybe 31. Y'all got one. Y'all got, all y'all got to do is respect. We got to love you. We got to wash you. We got to purify you. We got to do all this other stuff. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) We got to do all this other stuff in marriage. But as you're looking at marriage right now, Bay, um, I believe that marriage is under attack. Mm -hmm. Uh, I believe that marriage is under attack because um, marriage is not the cool thing now. It's, it's, it's a fringe thing that is kind of pushed to the side of society. But I think that marriage is good because it's instituted by God, but it's the people inside of the marriage that tend to give marriage a bad view. So as you're looking at our marriage and you're looking at what we've been able to do and what God has done in our own uh, marriage, mm-hmm. what's some of the things that you take away that you would give as advice to somebody who may be watching right now? Um, number one is, again, trust God. Uh, the The takeaway is all you're going to go through different seasons in a marriage. A marriage is supposed to, to grow. Um, how do I get to the point of, uh, like it says, Proverbs 31, that, that my husband trusts me. Um, that that you can really trust me with your feelings. You know that I have your good in mind. You know that I'm there to build you up and not tear you down because, you know, you have those women that can, you know, build up their house or tear down with their own hands. Um, you know, God says that is it's better for you to sit on a rooftop than to be in the house with, with one a nagging woman. woman. You ain't got to say it like that. No. You ain't got to say it like that. But, you know, that's what he says. And sometimes... I think that we as women have to get real. Yes, we can place a lot of blame. There's enough blame to go around. But but I I am one I am hard on myself first. Um and yes, can I be hard on others? Yeah, I can. Um, but if you're in it and you're struggling, you know, you're like, I'm crying every night. You know, he's not hearing me. And, and sometimes, ladies, you know, I, I know that, you know, I just want him to listen to me. <laughs> you know, if he just listen, don't fix my problem. That's don't what we want to do. Me. We want to fix it. You know, uh, <laughs> but but hear me, hear what I'm saying. Allow me to get what I'm feeling, you know, off of my chest chess and 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 then that leaves room for open communication sometimes you know like when when people their advice that they gave us was don't argue over money okay, okay. <laughs> what happens when you broke i mean you are going to have those times where you are over arguing or having disagreements over money um one of the other things was don't ever tell your husband no well ever uh uh-huh. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You know, ever, ever, ever. you're like, I don't tell him no, but what if I don't agree with it? You know, and 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 one of the people that I absolutely love um in, in scripture is Sarah. You know, Sarah was put in different situations by her husband. You know, what she called him? What she call him? My Lord. Come on now. Yes. Um, but she was put in different situations. And and even though it talks about the different situations that she was in, you know, you're going to have a baby. And it's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. But, you know, 
over time, just like her name got changed, you know, from Sarah to Sarah, you know, my name has been changed. I'm a whole man. Hallelujah. You know, and so I thank God for that. And I can do things without fear. Why? Because I can give it to God. Um, you know, there were there were times in marriage where I did not understand. I'm like, God, why are we going through this? Will it always be this way? You know, and, and all I could do was lay it at his feet. Because, again, one of the things that I know that we can do as women um, is protect what's ours. Um, I, don't, I didn't want to put you in a bad light to say, hey, we had this disagreement and then we get over it. We're fine. And then you have, you know, your family members and all of that who have not gotten over it. And, you know, they want to bring that up. So I wanted to protect that which was given to me. And at times that was that was difficult because I really have some issues, y'all. I'm a woman just like y'all. I, I got the same thoughts that go through my mind, you know. Um, but at the end of the day, I wanted to make sure that um, your family, when it says, you know, when people see you, they see your family and that your family is good. That means a, that means a lot to me. Um, as far as growing up and I look back now, I'm always telling my mom, I'm just so, I'm so sorry. Cause you know, I did stuff out of line, out of order, just every which way, you know, but at the end of the day, I see God's hand and we have to leave room for God to be able to change and rearrange, mold us and shape us into what he would want us to be. I like you. I love you. I like you. <laughs> I like you a lot. I'm glad you do. Um, to the, one of the things that uh, I had to do was not listen. I wasn't listening to understand. I was listening to respond. Um, and so when she was telling me certain things, I, you know, if you sit down with the homies, you're going to find out that we were having uh, in-depth spiritual conversations, heated spiritual conversations, uh, coming all the way up into the parking lot on church Sunday. <laughs> I mean, arguing before we came into the church building uh, to go into service. Now, now put, your said, put your face put on. Put your face on. Put your face on because I got to go in here and preach. Now, this is this is just stuff that we've had to deal with. And one of the things that I've had to do was learn not to listen to respond. Just take a breath. Just take a breath because I'm ready to give you my side of the story. And this thing goes back and forth, and at the end of the day, nothing is accomplished. But I want to hone in on something that you said here because I think it's terribly important. Your wife is the biggest megaphone in your life. Come on now. A wife can lift her husband up or a wife can tear her husband down. A wife has the power to make a husband run through a brick wall or a wife has the power to make a man jump off of a high bridge. Oh, God. And so the woman's voice plays a powerful role in the in the marriage. Going through all the financial challenges that we went through early on in our marriage, my wife never once complained. She never uh, got out of line. She never browbeat me. Um, she was always there. She understood the situation. She walked with me hand in hand. And even to this day, um, you know, that's one of the reasons why she will get anything that she wants with this. And if it's within my power, I will do anything that I can for this woman because she was the ride or die when we had literally nothing. Uh, when we were begging from pillar to post, she was still there and she was still being Jay. And that's why I love you. Mm -hmm. 
I'm going to take you to go get something to eat today. Oh, praise the Lord. Take you to go get you something to eat today. All right, Sister Sister J-Bay, to someone uh, who may be watching a wife, girlfriend, whatever it may be, um, that may be watching, maybe this is somebody that is thinking about getting married. Maybe this is someone who is married. Maybe this is someone in the beginning of their marriage or maybe going through whatever trials that they may be going through. Um, If you can talk to that young lady right now and encourage her wherever she may be in regards to her walk with God and her relationship with her husband, what would those words be? Um, The first thing is is you opened it up to uh, girlfriends, uh, fiancés. One of the things that I can encourage um, being on this side of it um, is you have that opportunity to get that time in with God. Uh, I know that the way that it, it, you know, culturally is different now. Um, Test the waters, uh, you know, live together first, um, see if it's going to work out. Um, But at the end of the day, if you're doing it to please God, you want to do it the right way. Like I said, when when Pastor Holman and I, when we started out um, and and we talked about abstaining, you know, those few months, we knew the right thing to do. We just weren't doing it. Um, and so at the end of the day, we knew that we wanted to be right. We, we knew that we wanted our, our marriage to be blessed. So um, even if you're single and you're wanting to be married, pray about those things before getting married. Seek the counsel that you need. Deal with you. Um, because you're going to have to share that part of you with whomever you end up with. When you when you get a husband, you're going to have to share that part of you. And you pray that you have someone that is strong enough spiritually that can understand that, that can encourage you through that. Um, one of the things that the Bible says in the beginning is, is with Adam and Eve is how they were naked and unashamed. When you can be with someone and you are unashamed, that is a blessing because, you know, before they, you know, all the insecurities and everything came, they were before the Lord in all of their glory. And they didn't have to worry about all the things that would come along. But when they got outside um, of God's will is when they became insecure. That's when they were trying to cover up. That's when they were trying to hide. And so that's what I I would say to, to women, married women, you know, at the end of the day, get before God, trust him with everything. Your marriage may be challenged right now, whether that's with the finances, whether that even with your walk with God, you you say, well, God, you know what? I am absolutely wrong. And I've been out of order for a long time. And you want to get that relationship with him right. Guess what? He loves you that much for you to get in line, clean you up mold you into the woman of God that he would want you to be. Guess what? I am so glad that I don't have to look behind my back. I am so glad that he has blessed me with someone who will wake up in the middle of the night. I can wake up and and, and my husband will be praying for me. Um, I I love that. Um, Was it like that at first? No, but we grew into what we are now. You have to have that willing spirit. Your your heart has to be open. If you're facing those challenges with your kids, I went through that because I didn't want them to be like me. Um, I wanted them to be like the redeemed. 
redeemed me, um, not what God had to clean up. And so, you know, even in that, I had to go through that with my girls, you know, always thinking in the back of my mind, are they going to do this? Are they going to do that? Or even even with your children. You and a husband have to agree. Parents, you got to agree before your children. They know when you're not on the same page. And, and, you know, they know how to pitch you one against the other. They know how to do that. Um, But in return, you have to give them the word of God. You still have to honor and respect each other for those that are married and even for those that are apart. Because God says, you know, I'm going to love you. I'm going to love my neighbor as I love myself. So even though you're not together, you still have to love each other. You're still going to respect each other. You're still going to honor each other because guess what? That's how we make this world better. Um, children that are coming along, they're going to be the ones that have to play this out in the long run. When things show up in their life, it's because of what they experience. And, 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 and I just encourage you right now, seek God. Um, trust him with everything. Pray without ceasing. Journal. Amen. Um, journal if you have to journal. Watch what you say. It's okay. Watch what you say. And, and finances, as far as your finances, if he say y'all got $20 for the week, guess what? Spend nineteen ninety nine. It's okay. Um, but, you know, that's the way that you continue to grow. That's the way you continue to heal. That's the way you continue to unify. Um, but I encourage you to stay in it. Now, if you're in a bad situation that, and, and it's causing you harm, I'm not telling you to stay in anything that is, is going to be harmful to you or your children. What I am saying, though, is don't try to manipulate, manipulate your way out of a situation. Trust God. It's okay because he's big enough to fix whatever problem you have. Okay. <laughs> well, y'all can tell she's married to a preacher. <laughs> Praise Jesus. Um, everybody, you know, the Bible clearly says that to the man that he that finds a wife finds a good thing and finds some favor with the Lord. And so as a man, if you're out there, uh, marriage is a good thing. Um, it is honored by God. There are certain blessings that you are not able to get unless you are in a marriage covenant. Um, that is clear in the word of God. And I want to encourage all men. Um, marriage is a journey. Um, it is sometimes difficult, but it is greatly rewarding. And so stick it out. Uh, trust God in the process. Um, you as a spiritual leader of your home, uh, make a decision that you're going to love your wife as Christ loved the church. Make a decision that you're going to raise your children up in the fear and admonition of the Lord. And then the rest you just got to kind of leave into God's hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, control what you can control. Have faith in what you can't. And then God will do the rest because he is a faithful and awesome God. I want to thank this lovely, 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 lovely woman. Uh, 25 years I've been knowing her. We'll be married 20 years next year. Um, We've been on, I think, about 30 mission trips together, 30 or so mission trips together. thank God for that, too. Traveled around the world with her, um, experienced some real... Um, spiritual highs, spiritual lows. We've um, we've uh, walked this walk together, and uh, I love you beyond words. Uh, I will absolutely lay down my life for you. Um, I will make sure to my dying breath that you are well taken care of. God bless you. I love you so so very dearly. Thank you for the four kids that you gave me. By the way, praise God. Um, those are pretty cool too. Hold on. <laughs> um, 
But everybody on Studio B, man, I want to thank you. And I want to really encourage you. Um, I want to really encourage you to go after God. I want to really encourage you to seek him, um, to cast your burdens before him because he does care about you. Um, there is no problem that is taken to you for such as common to man, but God is faithful. And with that temptation, provide a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Thank you for joining us here on the set of Studio B. Make sure you go to our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and our YouTube. Like, subscribe, comment, share, so that you don't miss one episode of Studio B. We'll see you next week. Let's take this chance and make this love feel relevant Didn't you know I loved you from the start, yeah, yeah.